Booyah! And it's time for the Game Sports Podcast. It is your host, David McCaig Jr. This is the Wednesday edition of the Game Sports Podcast. I am joined by Justin Heichel, as usual, on these Wednesday editions. Hike, my friend, how's it going? Oh, good to be back. Good to be here. A lot of a lot of action to talk about from the, this past weekend. And Lots week, of action. To be honest. Lots of action. It doesn't matter if this is recorded Wednesday. All the content here on the game is always relative. If it's a couple days after, if not even longer after. So make sure that you are hitting like, follow, and subscribe, and all of the things of the Game Sports Podcast, Spotify, Apple. Listen, we always got great content. Two episodes a week. Extra episodes of the special editions, always great content. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We're quite active on that. And uh, yes, TikTok, we are finally more active. But Justin, we are powered by somebody. Uh, Can you remind the listeners who that is? Ooh, quick throw to me. No pressure. Uh, Powered by (laughs) 91N, 91 Network YouTube channel. Uh, 91N has a variety of podcast content that you can uh, go check out. Uh, Primarily, uh, you know, I'm going to hype us and uh, our program here tonight. Uh, But if you're doing a podcast and uh, you want to give her a go, uh, you can reach out to uh, Dave here at 91N, uh, email 91networksm at gmail.com. Yeah, that's 91N, baby, 91 Network, formerly known as TGEM. I said it. It has been two months since I've said it. Feels feels nostalgic to say it off the, the tongue, but we obviously had the name change back in September is when the, the name changed for both the podcast and the platform had it. And 2024 is a big marketing year for both of our content, and we're very excited to have all of our um, followers who've been around since day one or for a long time, or if you're new, does not matter. We're very happy on the 91N side as well as the Game Sports Podcast. Now, you probably wonder if there's any sponsored by it. Listen, this episode is just going to be one segment. We're just talking about our powered by, and that's 91N. I'm going to list the agenda in just a few moments. It's going to let you know again that there is going to be no commercials for this episode. There was commercial free content since October. We are going to keep that going for the next few weeks, at least until we figure out a few other things and finalize a few things. If you catch my drift before we start introducing some sponsors and different ads that may be coming in, not necessarily commercials that you're going to have to skip through, but uh, we're going to have this as commercial free uh, for this episode. And it's going to be all one segment. We're not going to have different parts. So make sure you sit tight, buckle up, or if you're going to step away for a few moments, you turn up that volume because you don't want to no, miss anything. No skipping. No skipping. Even though I got the time, listen, all the content's great because this is a great – I'm excited for this show. I'm excited about every show, but this one's kind of like we're going to have in the pocket. That's going to be a segment that I'm going to break to appropriately. But we got some good little like appetizers up until the meat and potatoes of the show, which is in the pocket. Obviously, which Pot- Potential to go off the rails. A little bit. Now, the agenda, speaking of it, if you smell – that's all I'm going to do. I was actually going to do it, but Whoa. I didn't do it. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> well, you did it. I mean, you got like <laughs> – you got most of the way there. I, I stopped. I realized that I actually did not sound that good and that the volumes were starting to hit the red a little bit, so I wanted to pause. So if you're wondering what that meant, that is, well, a wrestling reference to somebody that I grew up idolizing. I still my favorite actor. He is. Uh, and the reason why I started liking wrestling as a young lad was this individual, and that's The Rock. Yes, we are going to talk about The Rock, and you're going to be able to smell what he's cooking through your ears somehow. And we're going to talk about how his surprise return to, why am I drawing a blank, Raw, 
uh, <laughs> almost drew a blank there. Uh, as he, uh, the, and everything going on with The Rock and uh, the WrestleMania call out to a certain somebody. Look, I'm not going to take all the floor with that. I'm going to give Hike the floor with wrestling content that needs to fill your day. Then I'm also going to be discussing here with Justin, uh, more so myself, but with basketball. I want to give a little bit of reaction to the Toronto Raptors. Of course, I am a Toronto Raptors fan, and we'd like to talk about all the teams in the NBA, but we're going to do a time constraints. We're going to talk about the Raptors a little bit more about their recent trade and what future trades may be happening, as well as I might give a little shot to the Pistons. I might not because they did defeat the Raptors. And then after we discuss that, Justin and I are going to get right into in the pocket and we're going to talk college football, the NCAA great games this past weekend all over. Oh, so good. So good. Listen, I don't watch college football as much as I should. And watching it this weekend makes me realize why I should be watching a bit more, to be honest with you. And then we're also going to be talking about the NFL, of course. And uh, yes, we will, once local football gets a chance, if you're looking for some local football love, if you're from the Algoma region or from a surrounding area, don't worry, that will come when time is appropriate. Even though there's not snow on the ground, it's still winter. And then we're going to conclude, as easy for me to say, the show from there. So Justin, look, everyone's waiting. Okay, because loyal listeners of the Game Sports Podcast know something about the show. The late Scott Nason and Butch Davis, uh, late Scott Nason and obviously Butch Davis, who uh, is still on the game uh, platform through Podbeam, uh, they, they used to talk about wrestling all the time. On the previous Monday edition, when the Game Sports podcast was known as the Game Sports Show, when we were on ESPN 1400, uh, having live radio Mondays, they would talk about Raw, and Butch still talks about Raw. It, it's it, about Smack wrestling in general. They talk about it. And if you're a really big loyal listener of the show, you'll know one episode that was up, up uploaded about back in 2018 with yours truly, and somebody named Intercontinental Inch. Yes. There is somebody on our staff that's a casual wrestling character that has only been on the show twice. And one time he was feeling quite good. And the other time me and him were both feeling quite good. And we did it at 2 o'clock in the morning in an RV. We did a 15-minute segment recording. And it was great. It's I got to find that. It was actually amazing. It was amazing. So wrestling is something that we, that we hold dearly on the show. And Alex Parr, someone that everyone knows well, is a big wrestling fan. But so is Justin. I'm not going to lie. I pulled away. Uh, as I got into my late teens and my 20s, but obviously when I see The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin or, you know, when Edge came back and all that, you kind of get that nostalgia feeling. It was great, but there was a comeback this week and it was The Rock. Justin, talk about it. Give our listeners some education about what happened this week, what the rumors are, and just some wrestling news. Get some holy wrestling news here on the game. It's been so a while. Been big hype train this weekend uh, all over the WWE Twitters, uh, Triple H out there telling everyone that the rumors are true. There's going to be a former champion returning to Monday Night Raw this week. Uh, So two hours worth of Raw I watched uh, to get into this. And I mean, some good stuff. I just, um, I'm getting back into it now. I was a, through the pandemic, got into wrestling again. I was an AEW guy primarily because I was rooting for the underdog. So you shit all over me all you want for those guys that are (laughs) out there that could only watch one thing and one thing only. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, and now as people are, you know, jumping ship and going to other organizations, I'm back into the WWE too. Uh, so I'm not familiar with all, some of the stuff that was going on, but the Ray Ripley match with that, uh, I think Ivy Nile, that little blonde chick, it was 
bananas. Like Ripley is a she could rip the door off a car. I think. <laughs> um, fascinating. Um, but the uh, the moment everyone was waiting for the uh, former champion, uh, Jinder Mahal coming out, and uh, everyone just obviously booing him, shitting all over the guy. Uh, he had the audience booing the American national anthem while he sang it in Punjabi. Uh, and then obviously halfway, he, I mean, he was dropping subtle hints through the whole thing where um, telling people it didn't matter what their opinions were. And, you know, you smell this or you smell that. So that you, you knew, you obviously you knew. Um, and then all of a sudden the music hits and the crowd goes absolutely bananas. I mean, I went, but I was jumping in the garage. That's <laughs> back in the, like, the old, the Attitude Era days, Stone Cold and the Rock, the People's Elbow, the Eyebrow. You know what I mean? Not bald rock, rock with hair. Yeah. And the sunglasses um, every time he came out. Yeah. Like it was, he can, he's jacked to the fucking gills, man. <laughs> like he is shredded. Yeah, he is. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know if it's a t-shirt he's wearing or if he goes and gets a, like a area rug, like an eight by 10 and just cuts a hole in it. Whereas <laughs> as a tank top, I'm not sure. Comes out, starts him and Jinder going back and forth. Uh, tells him Jinder, oh, these people don't like me because I have an act. No, these people don't like you because you're an asshole. Is what <laughs> he tells them. It's beautiful. I like this, this new era of TV where you can, let me add the swearing in a little bit. It's not so PG. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, back when we were watching in the Attitude Era, the PG-13 was pushed to the tits, literally. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now they're just using the language that they can use. So, I mean, I'm okay with that, too. If that's how you got to sell it, I'm good with that. If you want to throw a shit or an asshole in there, yeah. I'm good. That's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, and, you it know, has that attitude to it. It adds yeah. to it jarring back and forth and then obviously the moment everyone's waiting for they get into it we get the rock bottom a people's elbow <laughs> um and then you know so mahal's gone out of the ring the rock's still standing there the crowd like the guy could take a breath and the crowd goes bananas so the place was off i don't think anyone was in, yeah like no one was in their seats uh, <laughs> and he's like all right well the rock's gotta leave all this fighting's made him hungry and so when The Rock goes out tonight, should he sit at the bar? And obviously people, you know, the bar, yeah, 100%. You should sit at the, should he sit in a booth? Mm-hmm. Or should he sit at the head of the table? And then that was the, you know, the Roman Reigns setup right there. <laughs> and he leaves on that, that cliffhanger. So, I mean, SmackDown this Friday night, obviously, uh, electrifying should we use that word is going to be uh <clears throat> should be pretty good um we'll see where that's going obviously they're setting up something with roman um we're rolling into wrestlemania season royal rumble coming up in 27th so what three weeks four three weeks. weeks yep uh so we'll see how that goes who comes out of the rumble is supposed to get their title shot at mania um oh ho, ho, ho. yeah you know okay. like well yeah. uh we'll see what's going on there it's going to be interesting i mean i don't want to foreshadow too much um we'll uh we'll remain uh, reactionary on this topic i mean i'd like to get alex on sometime and just go back and forth with him for a bit it's just we have stupid schedules <laughs> um but i mean like other news i mean AEW had a pay-per-view on the weekend samoa joe is the new champion 
Um, MJF, no one knows what his contract status is, so that's the big story there. Uh, Edge and Christian, or uh, Adam Copeland and Christian fought. Um, fire on the table. There was a bit of a botch there. People are going to be talking about that. Uh, that was kind of interesting. Or, I mean, personally, I think that Edge should have changed his name to Cliff when he moved to the new company. How funny is that? Ooh. Is that not hilarious? <laughs> like, come on, that's a yeah. good one. Yeah, but I, like I mean, I won't, we won't dwell on it too too much. I mean, The Rock was obviously the big story uh, in terms yeah. of that. Uh, but we got to give some credit uh, to the other company too. I mean, Samoa Joe is a big deal. I'm a big Samoa Joe guy. Or Sweet Tooth, if you've watched the Twisted Metal TV show. Oh, listen, I haven't seen the Twisted Metal show. I loved that game when I was younger. It was on the PS1 when I had that going. It was little something. I think I got to get on that. But I didn't know he was in that show. That's yeah, good to know. Him and, uh, him and Anthony Mackie, the uh, Captain America. <laughs> the new Captain America. That I don't mind. I, I like, we don't need to get into Marvel, but Marvel, I think, has definitely taken a, a little change since the OGs, if you will. It seems, but you know what? There's still some of the OGs are still there. I don't know. Once so. the uh, once the Daredevil universe gets into it and gets mm-hmm. back, we'll be, we'll be back on. Don't we'll worry. be rolling. We'll be rolling. Now, the one thing I want to say, it's not a popular opinion, but it was, we launched our new format, and it was... This might have been actually before summer now that I think about it. Uh, obviously, Mike DeSoni does a great work helping us on the side amongst a few others that are great with producing like Alex Flood, etc. But when Mike DeSoni helped with the podcasts that we're doing now, our new format, uh, I did an episode that was what added to, what what era of wrestling was the best. And it was so easy to answer that question to myself, the Attitude Era, right? And, and the thumbnail of that show was The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin back when they had a match in the – see, now my dates are blank, but it must have been the early thousands that they had a match. And the the Attitude Era, you think back, right, with wrestling, and you could think – look at what The Undertaker would hold – back with Hogan and Andre the Giant, whatever you want to go back to. You know, the mankind fought off a, you know, Hell in a Cell match and just absolutely dismantling his body. But you think of The Rock, you think of Stone Cold Steve Austin, Triple H, uh, the game when he came back and he had the new entrance music and he spits the the water up. You know, the, the Kirk Ang- Kurt Angle with the, with, the, with the milk truck to spray in there. It, it, all the stuff was back. And I was saying how the Attitude Era, there is nothing better than the Attitude Era when it came to wrestling. As I said, Attitude Era over the new era, okay? And it's all because of what The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kurt Angle did. And now what Triple H is doing by bringing The Rock back, that is electrifying. That is something that is a good move for the WWE. And if it is lining up to be a Rock against Roman Reigns WrestleMania, bring it on, baby. Love that idea. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to put asses in seats, that's for sure. Yep. Um. I mean, well, for an already sold out show, but um, I <laughs> one mean, of the only—that's the only wrestling event that I watch—is WrestleMania, and I've started to get into the Royal Rumble bit because I think it's funny. You know, everyone's in the ring and they're just throwing well, each other mayhem. off. It's, 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 it's pure yeah. mayhem, and there's always some, like a celebrity or something that shows up <laughs> to keep it entertaining. So, as long as Paul doesn't get his title shot, I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> as long it, as it's <laughs> it's always the same weekend as the Pro Bowl, so there's nothing on anyways. Good point. The Pro Bowl, uh, yeah, yeah, All Star Games. I'll be. I'm sure that'll be a topic at some point this this year. It always is with the game. 
Now, basketball. We're going to transition to basketball before going to football. Great, great love there with wrestling, Justin. Thank you for that. And, of course, we are going to try to line up a little segment for well, me in the background going like this, probably. Uh, but definitely be involved because I know my wrestling a little bit. But with Parr and Heichel, especially Parr, whoa, uh, I might just be taking that quarterback play with kind of directing traffic and letting the wide receivers do their thing. Uh, that will probably be that segment. But it would be great to get Hike and Parr on hopefully together. Maybe if it's next week. It won't be obvious this week because we only have the one episode this week and i forgot to say everyone happy new year my goodness i didn't say that at the beginning of the show so don't add me below i apologize okay it's i've already done a recording yesterday and on the new year's day so that's why i'm a little bit behind so new happy new year's but transitioning to basketball the toronto raptors and take a brief lead on this with the raptors they made a trade obviously and i'm not getting into all the pieces but the core around it was og going over to the next and you got rj barrett and you got quickly coming the other way from the next and other moving parts in the trade there's been so much online about you know how the raptors flees the knicks okay and it does look like that from the, the perspective of the trade knicks fans adored quickly the potential was there it wasn't even rj they they it seemed like they didn't care about RJ, which shocked me, right? You know, the top pick in the draft, which obviously hasn't worked out as much as they want it to be. But the potential, again, is there for RJ. But quickly was the one that they were more upset about. But what Knicks fans, I think, are missing out on, I don't mean to call it Knicks fans because they're very passionate basketball fans, okay? And they've been... They're, it's almost like a Dallas Cowboys, uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs hockey. Like, this is the success. Cowboys. Just haven't been, you know there as it should uh, for for a little bit the cowboys have won more recently than the leafs have mind you but the point is very passionate fan base okay and i'm going to tell you something as a raptors fan og is a great addition to the knicks okay he's a great fit on that team he can play in different areas of the court he's a He's a guy who can drive the paint he's a guy that he can hit those shots he can hit threes when he gets going I, I think this is a, a win for both sides because the Knicks get a guy that could put them in a different direction. And I don't think the Knicks are done. They're, they're really wanting Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. And if they can bring in Towns and have him there with OG and the crew that they have, I think the Knicks will be taking that step. Are they a championship team? Look, I'm not going to give all the Knicks fans all the hope that they want to hear, but they're, they're taking steps in the right direction. The Raptors getting RJ Barrett. This is good. You get someone who's homegrown. He's a home guy. Okay, that the passion to want to play at home. Okay, it's not like Bennett or you know, it's not the same type of project. Having R.J. Barrett, he does well. He does get points in a game. He's still effective on the court. He's someone who can dis- distribute the ball. He's got good vision on the court. Shooting isn't where it could be, and but there's still improvement there. And I think within the right system in Toronto, maybe where he's going to be a bit more dependent on, like he kind of was at the Knicks at the beginning of his career where he was dependent on, where the, the expectations then it kind of didn't go to that expectation. Like a good reset for R.J. Barrett. But I'm also very excited about quickly. That, that I understand Knicks fans because you're giving up a big piece to bring in someone, but to to in, to upgrade, you're gonna have to move the pieces, and that's what Masai wanted. And I'm telling you this as well as a Raptors fan, Masai is the Masai. Okay, he is the best one of. If people want to add me, that's fine. But best GMs, uh, well, <laughs> higher up now. I was but say, he's, isn't he the president? He's higher up now, but he's got his say in there. Okay, Masai Ujiri has his fingerprints all over this team. And, you know, they, 
what they did when Masai, you know, moved up and they brought in Bobby Webster. Okay, that mine of Bobby Webster is just as excellent as Masai Ujiri's is. Okay, and now, yeah, the Raptors haven't been doing that well this year. They're under 500. But I watched that game with RJ and quickly, their first game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Tristan Thompson coming off the bench, which is really funny. <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Not, 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 no one likes Tristan Thompson. The poor guy's Canadian, too. But back on point, RJ Barrett and quickly. You know, they, they did very well in their debuts of the Raptors. I think they're going to fit in really nicely to the system. You know, you got Siakam, who's still there as of now. You got Trent. The, the fit is there for both guys. RJ can reset and hopefully get to what he could be and was supposed to be and quickly continue, continue, can quickly continue to develop, okay? The, it's a great move for the Raptors all in all, and I think both teams actually won the trade. To be honest with you, you may not agree, Knicks fans, my goodness, Nick fans, Justin on TikTok, it was it. Whoa! Like I truly think Knicks fans pull the reins back. Worse you're than gonna Leafs, like OG. Worse than Leafs Twitter. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna love OG, and we're also gonna love quickly and RJ, especially quick quickly. Okay, and we're gonna love them quickly. Wow, I just love saying that back to back. Stop it. Stop but, it that. But the Knicks. And the Raptors, I think it's a good basketball trade. It does seem like the Raptors have the edge. A little bit of a fleece because of the future. But OG is going to be a great fit in New York. Mark my words. Last thing I'll get on about the Raptors, Pascal Siakam. Look, Pascal Siakam. I'm gonna, I am I don't like making predictions too much on the show. Well, yeah, I do, I guess. We make predictions in the next upcoming segment within the pocket. <laughs> but you, you have... Somebody who was a part of that championship, right? And I was just telling, uh, we did a recent pre-recording with Rod Black, and it's gonna be that's gonna be coming out soon. It's gonna be great. Rod Black has been around the game, and obviously the Raptors. And we were talking about at that point when the Raptors won in 2019, when the Raptors beat the uh, the Golden State Warriors, and when they beat the Golden State Warriors. If you went back in time and told younger me that the Raptors would win before the Jays or the Maple Leafs, I would have shook my head at you. I would have said there's no chance, right? Because basketball has always been a different animal. Okay, you got the teams that were always good were good. Kobe's Lakers, you know, LeBron's Cavs and Heat at the time, right? And Golden State Warriors and San Antonio Spurs. You know, they, the, the list goes on for how good those guys were. But the Raptors in 2019, that's one of my favorite moments in sport, sports history because I saw Toronto and I've been cheering for it since I was younger, win a championship. And Siakam was there, Kawhi Leonard. And you traded DeMar DeRozan. You made a trade to win the trophy. DeMar DeRozan could have stayed in Toronto. Would they have won with DeMar DeRozan? I'm going to be honest with you. No. They wouldn't have won that no, year. Kawhi no. Leonard, they, they put them over the top. And Kyle and Kawhi played well together. Siakam came out of his shell. Fred Van Fleet was lights out from three in the playoffs. Everyone remembers. It, look, it's Pascal like trading, Siakam. Trading DeMar forced guys to step up. Yep. Especially yep. with Kawhi only playing 15% of the games or whatever he was playing. Yeah. <laughs> They were load management. Uh, yeah. But the, the Pascal Siakam was there for when they won. I'm thankful for what Siakam has done. And Spicy P has been there, been dedicated to this transition too since Kawhi left. They've been still competitive. They've been in play-in rounds. They've made the playoffs. They Look, this Raptors team has been consistent for the last 15 years. That's, that, think back of all the Toronto teams. The two, the two other core Toronto teams, 
They haven't been as consistent as the Raptors. They haven't. They did. They, they haven't. The Raptors would have maybe made the finals in the early tens, but they ran into somebody called LeBron James. I don't know if you heard about him, but he's pretty good at basketball. Uh, the Raptors have been consistent and spicy P when he was there, he's been their consistent guy. And there comes a time where you have to move on. If it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to retain, keep the guy or when the value is high, because you're in a different direction of your team, you know, some people may disagree. You should always have loyalty and keep someone sure. I agree with that, but Siakam's value is really high and they can get a good load for him. And the list goes on. There's been rumors with golden state. There's been rumors with the Dallas Mavericks have been rumors with the Sacramento Kings. Uh, I believe the Atlanta Hawks have also been in rumored in trade. Look, everyone's lined up. That's contending to get Pascal Siakam. But what I want to mention with Pascal Siakam is you want me to give you a prediction. I will. Will he get traded? Yes. Where do I think he's going to go? Sacramento Kings. And I think Sacramento really wants them. I just think why a trade hasn't happened yet. It's much like it's been reported on multiple news and sports outlets. Keegan Murray. That's who the Toronto Raptors want. Former fourth overall pick. He's a young, sharp suitor. Uh, but he's considered a part of the young core there in Sacramento. It's really hard to part with that. It's almost like if the Raptors were trying to make a run and they would, they would have to trade Scotty Barnes. It's not the same. But where do I think Siakam's going? Yes, he's getting traded, as I mentioned, but I think he's going to be going to the Sacramento Kings, and it's going to be a trade that's revolving around uh, Keegan Murray and plus some other assets there. And I think that would be a good fit for Sacramento. That would really put them over the top. Truly, I did have a little bit of a feeling towards Golden State because Andrew Wiggins is there uh, in Golden State, and I wonder if maybe that would be a piece, but I don't think it's enough pieces what that about, Bobby Wexler would want. Draymond Green would be a great fit with the Raptors. Yeah, yeah for great sure. Teammate. <laughs> but I think Sacramento, you can't count out the other teams that I've mentioned, especially Golden State. And I think it'd be cool to have Wiggins in Toronto, but that's just the Canadian factor. The best move for Toronto would be to move Siakam to Sacramento uh, and bring in Murray. I think that'd be a really good fit there. Justin, we've talked wrestling, we've talked basketball, something we normally don't talk about as much as we should because we're always so invaded with hockey and football, yeah, baseball. Two, two wild cards. Yeah, it's really been as busy as of late, but you know we always talk about every other sport as much as we can, but it's been quite busy the past month with the other ones really invading time. So this is the Game Sports Podcast. Dave McCain here with Justin Heichel, and as Justin mentioned at the beginning, we're powered by 91 and that's 91 Network. But make sure you hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, there's definitely great content there for you to enjoy. Justin, we got in the pocket to get into here. And I'm not going to be, we're not going to be doing, I am not, and we're not going to be doing two minute warning today. EJ is not here. The two minute warning is going to be EJ's little segment on the show. Uh, there's somebody that can talk for two minutes. People think it's me. Look, EJ is actually the better guy for two minute warning. I promise you that. So there won't be a two minute warning, but we are going to talk about NCAA football. The recent games this past weekend, there was a, there was a lot of good games that were played this past weekend, in particular, the two Big games now that we know who the final is going to be for the national championship. And then Justin and I are going to talk about the NFL to wrap up the show, and that includes our pick So, Justin, I'm going to talk about the NCAA first, if that's okay, a little bit, because I'd rather get into the time with NFL afterwards. And Go for it. Go for it. Get it out of your system. I think what I, what I really liked about NCAA football this weekend was a couple things. <laughs> I know this is not going to be a favorite remark, especially for one of my closest friends. His name's Jerry. He's a Rolling Tide guy. But to see University um, of Michigan move on, it was a great football game. And it's good to see Michigan close to home move on. But I'll get to them in just a minute. Um, the Oregon Ducks ended up winning the Fiesta Bowl 
Uh, that game was played on uh, Monday, January the 1st, too. And if everybody knows, I am a um, Oregon Duck fan. Uh, the LSU, LSU Tigers uh, won against the Wisconsin Badgers in a very close game as well. Look, you know, the 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 college football season has all these different bowls and people think it's, you know, who aren't maybe avid followers of college football. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of games that they were able to watch this weekend and one on Saturday too, there was a closer game that, you know, people didn't really feel were was as entertaining, but Wyoming beat Toledo in the Arizona bowl as well. Uh, there's a cheese it citrus bowl as well between Tennessee and Iowa and Tennessee won 35 to nothing. And so that game wasn't uh, as, as close as maybe people uh, would hope, but then you had the sugar bowl and the Rose bowl. Okay. But before I get into those big games, I want to say again, Oregon ducks winning the fiesta bowl. Uh, it's a, uh, Quick shout out to the uh, Pop Tarts mascot there for uh, going through the toaster and then getting eaten. <laughs> that, uh, that I was, love that you mentioned that. I love that. That was said. I can. I, I, that mascot was off the rails. That entire that I, I caught a bit of that. Like that's that's what I saw. I saw the cheese it mascot being respectable, and then the Pop Tarts mascot was totally off the rails. Unreal. So that that guy has a different energy. Each mascot has a different energy, and it was something to watch this weekend. But Bo Nix, too. Kid's good. Kid's very, very good. Five TDs this weekend. That's great. That's great to see. I might have to get an Oregon Ducks Bo Nix jersey. I never got a Marcus Mariota one, so maybe I should probably do that first. But Oregon Ducks, Fiesta Bowl, I'll make sure I say it again because that's someone I cheer for. But the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. I'm going to go to the Sugar Bowl first. I watched the entirety of the Rose Bowl. I had stuff going on, so I couldn't fully watch the Texas Longhorns and Washington Huskies um, game as much as I wanted to uh, in the Sugar Bowl. But I did obviously watch as much as I could. I did watch the fourth quarter, uh, and it was the two. The first two quarters were close. They were tied going into the half, right? And then in the third quarter, Washington did pull away, and that's where I was able to really kind of sit down and watch. And then Texas made it interesting in the in the in the fourth quarter. And guys that really stood out to me, I feel like Quinn Evans, Quinn, uh, Quinn Evans, no, Quinn Ewers uh, did very well. Uh, but also CJ Baxter, the, the, the Texas was in this game. But as EJ said, when I was really watching Penix, and I really haven't had a chance to watch, as I said, college football as much as I want to this year, but Michael Penix Jr., the kids, the kids gross. Okay, 430 yards, two touchdowns. He When he's on the field, he, he was just looking really good out there. Uh, Dylan Johnson, and then he got Rome. Um, <laughs> I never say his last name right, so please don't add me too much. But Rome, Odenzine, O-D-U-Z-E. So I, I Odenzine, uh, I'm not good yeah, at pronouncing that last name. He did it better than me. Rome Odenzi. That's there we go. I had to make sure I said it. a little too much pressure to say it right off the hop. 120 over 120 yards in the game as well. Um, the Washington. I just felt like even though it was a closer game that, that maybe I felt it seemed. I I feel like Washington was the better football team and just kind of watching what effect that Penix Jr. has on that field. The Washington Huskies have really bought into his play and it's just his op. Like everything's caught called well. The defense. I feel like both sides of the football defensively there was some inconsistencies, but overall uh, the game was as to be as anticipated. It was close and right down to the wire. And Texas made it interesting in the fourth, but Washington's moving on to the finals as everybody kind of predicted what happened in that game but the game i want to give a little bit of extra love here too is michigan right the michigan wolverines in overtime and 
I totally forgot. I'll be honest, forgot about that rule in NCAA football where they kind of where they use the half. Overtime is different in NCAA than it is in in um, in the NFL, right? It, it is very different. It's really cool. I, I'm not saying the NFL should adopt that. Nope, don't do that. I'm just saying that I think college does it very. It's very good. Uh, but Saban and Harbaugh, they the two coaches were going were just going at it. And JT McCarthy, like. Kids, kids looking real good too. The quarterbacks just all weekend. There was a lot of good to watch, but watching Blake Groom, they break the record uh, as well with Michigan for carry uh, for, uh, for touchdowns. Uh, it, that broke in the game, and just to see the overtime, it was back forth, back and forth. And if everyone remembers, Alabama had Michigan at one point. It 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 was down to where you know at the at the half, the Michigan was up by three. Uh, nothing happened in the third quarter, but in the fourth quarter, Bama's, you know, they get 10, Michigan gets seven to tie up the game, but Michigan had to score late. They, they, it, it was down to the wire and it, when they kept zooming in on Saban, the Harbaugh, Harbaugh's at the sidelines. If you got the video, he's like, you can see me right now. He's got his bend, his bend and his look in the camera. Saban's just got his, whatever he's doing with his head down, walking and I just loved the way that game was. And I felt the defenses were really well in these games too. Uh, <laughs> it was hard to choose a winner. It was like, it would have been, it was hard to choose a winner before this game. But as the game was going on, if you look at the projection to win, I, I believe Michigan has the slight percentage probability to win, given how the game was just looking, remember, remembering, looking at stats for that. But the way the overtime was that quick score, it's, and shut them down at the end. It's harder to do it that way. And they, the Michigan's defense was a beast at the end. And ultimately the, I think the better football team truly won this game. And to see the, the way JJ made play, made plays for Michigan really, I feel like he was the better quarterback in this game too. And I think that was an effect, even though it's just a one touchdown game, he was uh, he was a difference maker. And obviously when you score a touchdown in overtime to put the pressure on it, really, it really changes. You, you can't say just a one touchdown game, though. Like that was, yeah. I feel like number one, it discredits the defenses, but also discredits how hard that touchdown was to get for the offense. Like that's, it's, it's not easy to get those those touchdowns, right? Like those, that, those, yeah. The, the game was a battle. Like that was, it was better than any pro game that was on last weekend. So, yep, it was. It was unless you're a Steeler fan. I thought it was really good to watch the Steelers uh, win last week. It's kind of coming down to the wire this week. Coming down to the wire this week looks like that's a good transition. Look, we talked NCAA football. We got the the championship game between Washington and Michigan. Look, I'm going to give a little bit of love to EJ because he wanted me to make sure that I stated this and I pointed this out. Justin may have this up already, but EJ he did pick Washington to win originally, just so everybody knows. Okay. I picked Michigan, so everybody knows all you Michigan people, okay? Justin didn't make a prediction, uh, but he can now. Uh, I'm actually, EJ picked University of Michigan, UM, 37-35 to 35 win. I like that score. That's a very good score. I'm actually going to go 35-30 to 30, uh, for, for Michigan to win uh, this, um, this on January 8th is the game, so it'll be great, something yeah, to definitely get into. Monday night. Awesome. Exactly. And we have a podcast that night and Dane's supposed to be on it. I don't know. Uh, we might have to do a different time recording on that day with Dane. But jokes aside, that'll be exciting. Justin, what's your prediction for the I'm, uh, I'm the just taking game? Michigan. That's all I got. Michigan. That's it. Michigan. You got a three-way sweep for Michigan. Uh, 
Penix Jr., a good season, but this is U, U of M's year. NFL, Justin, we're 35 minutes in. We're going to spend the next handful of minutes here or so before we do a wrap-up. As I remind everyone, this is just one segment through commercial-free, the Game Sports Podcast powered by 91N. Dave McKay here with Justin Heichel. Justin, football. Let's get into a little bit of news from last week, then we'll get into our pick before we wrap up. Joe Flacco, okay, we were talking off air that what universe are we in? You know, we Joe Flacco is leading the Cleveland Browns into the playoffs. You have 38's the new 25, according to Joe Flacco. That's a, and if, like he said today, his quote He's, was fantastic. If, if I was in this room, I'd be these, and he calls these guys parents. <laughs> I mean, I was dying when he was falling asleep on the bench last week. It's like, yeah, I've been there, man. I understand. Uh, Doing the and, bobbing and weaving on the couch sometimes in the fourth quarter on Thursday night football. I do it every week. At, and look at, I know LeBron's kind of a bad example, but LeBron, I know we're talking, this is the in the pocket segment, just to remind everybody, but look at LeBron, ageless wonder. I'll use a hockey reference here. Here it is. Martin Jones and Cam Talbot with LA and Toronto, right? Like, listen, it doesn't matter the age. It doesn't matter. And, and Joe Flacco, if you would have told me that Joe Flacco would have been leading the Cleveland Browns into the playoffs this year, I would have told you. I would have told you you're crazy, and I also would have told you go bet that twenty bucks because you probably would have made a million dollars off that guess. I'm I'm assuming it's probably a little ludicrous, but again, the Cleveland Browns get in. Mason Rudolph, are you kidding me right now? Not that he's an ageless wonder. I know we were just talking about guys are older. Mason's not, yeah, old. He's young, but this is a guy that was not better, on the depth better chart. than Kenny Pickett. That's for sure. So much better. Okay. And you had a Steelers team that had Trubinsky, who had Pickett. Now you have Mason Rudolph. And Najee Harris is picking it up. It's different. You're riding Rudolph all the way. If you make it to the playoffs and you go further, it's Rudolph all the way. But I imagine some Colts fans or other teams, Bills fans, may not want to hear the word playoffs come out of the mouth of a Steelers fan. The only thing I'm worried about is you guys got that – your game is right before the Colts game on Saturday, and you got that bullshit refing crew from the Cowboys game refing that game. I'm a depleted roster too. Yeah, like so let's at... let's. I mean, if if the script so says that the Steelers are supposed to win, then so be it. <laughs> but then I hey. become I even more suspicious on those like sixty five penalties that got thrown against the Colts in the last minute of the Cleveland game. <laughs> I'm thinking what I'm thinking truly is that Tomlin got his right, right? Another season, another winning season. Maybe the refs won't be corrupt in this one. Maybe Rudolph will have to take a step aside and actually really have to step up his game or continue to play at the game that he is doing. I, I think there's going to be a lot of trap games this week. I know there's like, Hey, these guys are resting. These guys, these guys aren't playing. These guys, there's, are the, there's just, there's so much going on still like that's so much. I mean, honestly, this is to see. I don't remember a season being this close in a long time. Yeah. Like, uh, and honestly, I mean, like the NFC is a mess right now, too, because Philly can't win a game. They can't even buy a win. KC is in a tailspin, too, in the AFC. Just like, clinch that division. I thought they would have clinched that a lot earlier. Like, what? If the Bills win Saturday or Sunday night, then the Bills clinch the division. But if Miami yeah. wins and Miami wins a division, if Jacksonville loses and the Colts win, then the Colts win the division for some fucking reason somehow. 
Um, like it, it's but f- if the Bills have the Steelers, um, well, I and, think uh, somebody Saints, else will win and they lose. Bills are out. Yeah, it's yeah. There's there's so much if ands buts and who wins and loses. The mindset's got to be when you go in this week is just win your game. Yeah, that's it. Just win. win. You got to do what you can control, and you on yeah. a team you can control your win. I think it's going to be unless you're Carolina. I think it's defense, right? Defense, Carolina got shut out. What a joke that team is. And their owners threw drinks at fans. Uh, the NFL fined them three hundred thousand dollars. I love that. Should find them more. Should find them more. Yeah, Maybe fine. take ownership. Take the away team away. <laughs> We're on the same page. I. I think this week's going to be a battle of the defenses, right? And I know we're going to get into our pick them shortly here, but uh, I'll give you the floor and anything else you want to bring up um, from last week that uh, would be notable to chat about. I mean, the elephant in the room is the Lions game, I think. And uh, Lions fans, I sympathize with you. Um, the Cowboys yes, get, talk about that, please. The Cowboys yes. get an awful lot of calls. And I understand all the Cowboys fans crying about the tripping. Oh, and we wouldn't have even been at that point if there wasn't a tripping call. <sighs> Relax. Like the Cowboys get, and like the, the worst part is, is I find this like publicly that Cowboys fans are always the ones that are also the ones that obnoxiously hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but they're the same thing. This is that meme with Pam from the office. And it's like, tell me the difference between these two pictures. One's the Toronto Maple Leafs. One's the Dow. They're the same thing. <laughs> all right. Like all the money in the world can't do fuck all with it. And the product you put out there is just a fumbling, bumbling points machine disaster. <laughs> tell me what's different about them. You, Dallas has a running back that can't score from the four-yard line. So, uh, I don't know. But Lions fans, I feel for you. Um, that's about as bad as the Calvin Johnson one. And, I mean, I didn't... We were playing cards out in the garage, so I didn't completely hear. But no one in the garage said that they heard the referees announce who was eligible. And so if the refs never announced who was eligible, then how was the defense supposed to know who was eligible? And if they don't announce that 68 was eligible, then no one on the defense is going to cover him. So obviously he was wide open. But like then you watch the videos, and 68 is the one talking to the ref. Yes, you see 70 run out, but the ref is already out of the picture. And that ref looked an awful lot like Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, if anyone's a Brooklyn Nine-Nine <laughs> fan. Um, I, I just... I think the issue is that the refs never announced. Like, to me, I think that's where the issue started, is that they never made an announcement, and so they just called a penalty on it because that was the easy out. And that screws them. It screws the Lions. It, it fucks the Lions. Whole, but... It changes the entire playoff picture. Right for them? I mean, it cha- it the changed... Lions also could have just kicked the field goal and took it to overtime. You know what I mean? You went for two, two more times after that. <laughs> like you could, you had two opportunities to kick a fucking field goal and just take it to overtime. So I mean, it wasn't the penalty that fucked you over, all right? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not saying the penalty ruined everything. Yeah, the penalty sucked. 
That sucks. I'm all about fat guys getting points. Trust me. I was dancing around when he scored. But you could take it to overtime and just win the game there. That's the opportunity was there. Yep. Take that chance. You don't have to be, you know, it's, it's a, you take a risk at an appropriate time. This is a time in the season where you want to solidify and be sure, right? Even when you're in the playoffs, those risky plays are hard to make, right? You always think of that one yard. You want yard and I understand like the Lions, like they want to be good. Like they want people to think they're going to go for it on fourth down. They want people to think they're going for two. Yeah, We already think that. I mean, I do at home. You know <laughs> what I mean? The other... It's like Philly when Philly's on the one yard line. You know that Hertz is getting the ball. Like you just Oh yeah, he is. You don't have to prove it. Like it's almost more of a surprise if you don't. Yep. So and sometimes that surprise works, to be honest. Like, I don't know. And, Dan Campbell's just I think Dan Campbell out Dan Campbell himself. That's a good analogy. The guy can now do himself. You know, he kind of over even though a little overthinks at times that little gamble play, but there's a time and a place for it. I, and I, I feel that the lions did shoot themselves in the foot to a degree. Yeah, they did. They did get the, the shaft per se on, uh, on a rear end of a call. And that changes the shape of their playoff picture, right? It, it just changes it. And now you got a different road to the it's playoffs. It's not that bad. Anymore. It's still not. No. That. I feel, I feel like honestly, I think lions fans might get fucked out of a playoff game at home. At some point, but is, um, is that a bad thing to them for them? For real, it's not like they've had the most success. Maybe it's time to flip the script on a few things online. Sometimes you don't you, you got to rewrite history. Don't you think the Lions fans deserve a playoff game? <laughs> so true. Like really, so at, the, at the like this is at yeah. at the base level of everything. I think that they deserve to have a playoff game at home. Yeah, that's and if point. that if that is what takes that away, well. Should have kicked the field goal, <laughs> kicked the extra point, and took it over to I don't know. Anyways, let's. The, uh, the, one thing I'll say quick: the the Eagles game, man. Eagles, hello. Are you? Are you they're not frauds. No. I don't want. They're not frauds. I, I I know some people say fraud. They're not. You know what a team? Let's let's be honest. I'm gonna tell you what teams a fraud. Okay, they're and not I, that's fraud. Too- Everyone knows what they are. Okay, they this listen, as a Steelers fan, I'm gonna tell you right now, that team, the record that they have is to be deceiving. You know what wins you games? You know what won the Steelers games? Mason Rudolph helped the last few weeks. Uh, but defense and Tomlin. Okay. That team's offense was not ever until Mason Rudolph decided to turn into an elite quarterback this <laughs> this past couple weeks. Okay. The Eagles, anyone who's saying they're frauds, you guys are you guys I'm gonna say you're dumb. You're dumb. They're they're not frauds. But they are going through a rough patch, though. It's like, oh, how do you lose to the Cardinals? Never mind lose. I don't you know. Up, I, I would say 35 the, points against you against the Cardinals. Never mind lose. Kyler, Mur- Kyler Murray is kind of like that guy in the last couple weeks of fantasy, like regular season. And he's in seventh place, and he just starts fucking people over. <laughs> like, he just starts beating people. And, like, it's just times when you don't need those beats. And that's nope. what Kyler Murray's doing right now. He's just taking a run at teams that are like, yeah, you're down on your luck. Fuck you. I'm five two, <laughs> and I'm gonna screw you over. Yeah, like that's mighty. And most the Ravens fifty six nineteen over the Dolphins. Yeah, that was what? assault. The, the the Ravens are for real. They're for real. That Tyreek's house caught on fire today. Did you see that? Well, Actually, he was at practice. 
I didn't see. I you guys talked about that. Tyreek, hopefully everything's all good in your house. Like, no. Nah, shouldn't say that. It it's looked on like fire. it was on fire. It was on fire. It's not like one of those I'm sorry, I thought it was more of maybe it got put out some things with salvage, but I that aside, that's unfortunate. That that's really unfortunate. <laughs> you know, they're not the it's not it's, what you want going into a big game weekend of all things. No, hundred percent. I mean, if you if your family's fine, obviously you can just move ahead. I probably yeah. easier said than done. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Was it his regular house? Was it like his beach house? Lots well, of questions. Best wishes to Tyreek. Uh, uh, hopefully that. Hopefully everything turns out okay from it. Hopefully, it, hopefully it wasn't some Bills fans just jumping on flaming tables in the driveway. Oh, the Bills mafia be crazy. Bills mafia be crazy. But yes, Hike. Why don't you let everyone know our pickums? Let's go into our pickums for this week. Yeah, and that's we're gonna that's, wrap up the episode. That's where we went off the rails. That was our. <laughs> um, so uh, week seventeen wrap up for the game sports show pickem pool. Uh, back in first place, my chub is miles long um, <laughs> with twelve points last week, uh, bringing total up to one sixty one. Hikes picks in second uh, with 10 right last week. Uh, total points up to 160. And Steelers Nation in third with 11 right last week uh, with 159 points. So a two-point spread top to bottom going into week 18. Uh, going to be interesting. Uh, Dave, you want to start them off with your picks? You uh, you finished uh, with I 11. Did. You beat me last week, so. You know, honestly, it, it's been quite the the pick'em year. It's been real close all around. I know I was in first, I think, for eight weeks, and then EJ was for a bit, then you were. Honestly, I just don't want EJ to win, so I hope it's one of us. I don't need to hear a three-peat for EJ. I don't care what he says. His picks are in. You know, he's missed about five or six weeks of recordings this year, but he does get his picks in pretty routinely. So, to get to my picks, I'm going to be a little bit – look, I'm down by two from EJ. So usually I'm pretty – I like to take risks and pick, and I do pick based on who I actually thinks going to win. I want everyone to know that. But sometimes I'm like, hmm, do I go this way? And you know what? This week I am going to go, hmm, that little unexpected way. I'm going to take some extra extra picks this week, okay? Wouldn't try to leave out some bias. Well, there's a couple biases in there. Let's go. Steelers over the Ravens. That's happening. Texans over the Colts. Yeah, that's happening. We know why that's happening. Browns and Bengals. Browns over the Bengals. Lions over the Vikings. Jags over the Titans. Jets over the Patriots this week. Going to say it. Saints over the Falcons. The Bucks over the Panthers. The, Pal- the Panthers are going to score three points this week. Okay. They're gonna, there's my spoiler who I think is at the least this week. The Packers over the Bears. The Raiders over the Broncos, the Russell Wilsonless Broncos. Eagles over the Giants, Seahawks over the Cardinals. Really hard to pick that, to be honest with you, because Kyler Murray, you know, the, he likes to come on in there. Chiefs, I honestly, I was gonna go the the Chiefs over the Chargers. And I went back and forth here, but the Chargers are so bad, it was hard not to choose the Chiefs. Still, so I'm going with the Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> The 49ers over the Rams, the Cowboys over the Commanders, and I got the Dolphins over the Bills, and I had the Bills winning the Super Bowl this year. They ain't making it this year. I'm calling it. They ain't making it. It's happening. Bengals and Browns, look, I'm going to do 32-21 to 21 bang, Browns over the Bengals. And for the Vikings, I got them getting uh, 
I put a 12 there, so I would have wanted. I want uh, the Lions are going to get 24 to 13 over the Vikings uh, this week. Uh, the least this week is the Carolina Panthers by an absolute landslide. Three points is all they're getting this week. And I want to be a little bit of a gamble because I think they're going to be absolutely mad this week and they're going to go into the. Uh, playoffs being upset based on what's happened last week. And I'm choosing the Philadelphia Eagles to have the most points this week. That's not where I thought you were going with that. (laughs) There's my picks. All right. All right. So uh, obviously my sports team bias plays into my picks this week. (laughs) Uh, So I'm taking the Ravens backups over the Steelers. Uh, Colts over the Texans. Cincinnati over Cleveland because I'm still bitter about the refs tossing that game to Cleveland against the Colts. Uh, Detroit over Minnesota. That's the game where I thought you were said they were still mad from last week. The Lions were going to score the most points this week. Mm. Uh, I was incorrect. Uh, Tennessee over Jacksonville because the Colts would love to win the division. Uh, New England over the Jets because I think Billy B is going to get a win there if that is his last game. Big if. Uh, New Orleans over Atlanta because I think the Saints are still in play at the division somehow. Uh, uh, Tampa over Carolina because Tampa has to win that. Carolina can't win a game. There's no way. Uh, Green Bay over Chicago. Vegas over Denver. Philly over the Giants. Arizona over Seattle. KC over the Chargers. For some reason, KC is the underdog. Um, Don't get that. Uh, I don't know why they'd be resting because I think they're still. Yeah, they won the know. division, but did oh they did win the okay yeah. so then maybe they are resting players. Uh, I guess Taylor's not going to be at that game this week then. Uh, Rams over the 49ers because uh, I was thinking that San Fran is going to be resting players. Dallas over Washington and Buffalo over Miami because I would rather the Colts play the Bills in the playoffs if we sit in the seventh seed. Um, that's the reason behind that pick. Uh, no other reason whatsoever. Uh, Cincinnati 27, Cleveland 24, Detroit 44, Minnesota 28. Um, and then most points this week, Indianapolis, because they have to, uh, and fewest points this week, Carolina, because they are, they have no choice. Yeah. They're ass. Um, that's, uh, that's what I got. Uh, and uh, I mean, I had to mix up the picks a little bit because we got to shake up these standings and see who wins. I think this is the last week because, just so everyone knows the pick them, we don't count the playoffs in our. No, no, we don't. Do we? Well, we could, like, we could if we wanted to. But the last few years, we've 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 made our picks for the playoffs, but we haven't counted them towards the final standings. You can break that to EJ <laughs> this year. He's the one that decided that. Oh, the last well, couple of years. He didn't want to count the playoffs because he was way too far ahead. Well, here's the thing. Listeners, if you think we should count the playoffs, count below. Your opinion may or may not matter, but we want the interaction for that uh, if you feel like getting involved. Now, Justin, it's been a fun show. We've talked about a lot here in the um, 54 minutes and 23 seconds. I was going to say, we talked at length. We, uh, we both kind of figured we'd be 35, and here we are at 53. Yeah, we we we've went on, but with things that are entertaining, a lot of good stuff this week, and it's our first show back, our first show of 2024. And if anyone's interested to know, I did lose football fantasy finals to Pataluka. I got absolutely fucking killed. I lost 129 to 62. 
uh, in the finals. 62. Yeah. yeah, what a week for my team to take off. And uh, that didn't even look like a finalist team. I I got to say, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't pretty. Uh, so yours truly finished second, which is the first time I ever finished second in, foot, in a football pool. That's but a terrible the, uh, spot for drafting next year. It's uh, it's unfortunate for me uh, to not get the dub. Uh, but you know what, Yahoo? You thought I was going to finish second last and with a D-plus draft? That's what I got to say about you, okay? The Italian way to tell you right now that I proved Yahoo wrong, okay? That's my win for the year. Yeah, I'm sure they're hurt. <laughs> I'm sure they feel real bad. Their prediction guys should be fired. But this is the Game Sports Podcast. It's been Dave McKay with Justin Heichel. Justin, my friend. Like I said, lots that we talked about, man. Lots that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, next uh, next week should be interesting after the bold bold statements and predictions this week. Oh, I imagine uh, the you know hopefully EJ can take part in it next week, uh, and we can have the crew together. It'd be nice to make sure we try to get Tyler on an episode or something. Uh, it'd be nice to even get Matt Primo in last year. If anyone remembers, he did a he was on the on the Super Bowl preview show. People remember that. We uh, should so, get Tyler on for a Lions preview, yeah. a playoff preview. I think that he's really the only one that can rightfully yeah. push that out there. Yeah, and he's barstool famous now, so you know maybe we have to watch. Might have to send him a paycheck. Uh, jokes aside, sorry, free ad for barstool like they need it uh again the game sports podcast we will be um uploading a special edition show it's been talked about for a month we've had some some errors with it uh it was something that was pre-recorded even before i was married uh, so it's a little bit of a dated episode but with james sabalski um we had you know, a couple producers look at it there's been there was some issues that we had to figure out and finally got ironed out last night at 11 30 p.m uh there was some back and forth texts going on last night mean on january 2nd 2024 <laughs> it's been four months coming uh with this so it's been some work so because we put the work in we hope that you can take the time to enjoy the episode so keep an eye out for that upload but our next podcast episode is going to be on monday january the 8th i know it's gonna be a busy january 8th because it's a national football game uh but uh, we will make sure that our upload will be on the tuesday so it doesn't interfere with that as everybody knows our uploads usually occur the day after recording um just so it's not a spoiler but again the game sports podcast is powered by 91n that's 91 network youtube channel head on over there to check out all variety of podcasts if you're currently doing a podcast or want to do one 91 network ssm at gmail.com uh Justin, again, thank you very much for taking the time. And like I said, next week we'll be back on Monday for the Game Sports Podcast. Uh, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe on the Game Sports Podcast platforms as well, Spotify, Apple. Look, we've had a lot of good interactions these past few months. We have a big year coming up in 2024. Uh, it's our gift to you, the viewers and listeners who've been around for the last seven almost eight years um, we're definitely gonna be aggressive with a lot of things this year finally it's been a long time coming and a lot of things we had to work out so we're excited to bring you a lot this year with both against sports podcasts 91n and we're happy that you're here to take part of it happy new year make sure to say at the end and wish you justin and all other football fans that are cheering for our team the best of luck this upcoming weekend yeah no, no stress this weekend everybody no stress no stress this weekend lots, lots of stress I'm that jersey's gonna be on next week, maybe. Okay. If if it goes the way I want to. And if you know what Absolutely I'm talking about. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Zero chance. The biggest frauds to get into the playoffs. I'd love it. I'd have an evil laugh if I got in I got here on next week. But again, thank you again. We appreciate you listeners. Until next time, I'm here to remind you, keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah. See ya.